Life Audio. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to the Sacred Summer Pause Series. Six weeks of guided meditations to bring rest and renewal to your soul. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, and I am delighted that you are here. We're going to pause here for a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back for our meditation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, before we get started, I want to invite you to download the Sacred Summer Pause Meditation Journal that I've created for you. You'll find a link for it in the show notes. It has each scripture that we will be reflecting on printed into it, as well as all of the prompts and places for you to record your thoughts and reflections. I'm hopeful that this is a tool you can easily take with you, no matter where your summer takes you. And if you're finding these meditations helpful, share them with a friend or two, and then grab your favorite summer treat and discuss together how God is leading you. I strongly believe that doing something like this in community not only leads you into deeper relationships with those around you, but also with God. So give it a try and let me know what you think. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get started. So the first thing I want to invite you to do is what we always do first, and that is to prepare our heart and our mind and our body by just settling in with some deep in and out breaths. When we do this kind of breathing, it is a signal to our whole self that we need to be present right where we are. So as you breathe in, ask God to help you be present here and notice Him. And as you exhale, notice what it is that you are carrying with you right now and ask the Lord if he would hold it for you instead. As you continue to breathe in and out, let me pray for us. Oh Lord, would you help us to be present with you right now? Lord, would you help us to hear your word to enter into this story and to experience what it is that you want us to experience, to notice the things that we need to notice, to hand over to you 
the things we need to hand over to you. Lord, would your word become living and active by the power of your spirit? And would you use it to lead us closer to you and your will for our lives? We ask this for our good. We ask it for your glory. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today's meditation theme is abundance with God. And we're going to do this meditation using something called imaginative prayer. Imaginative prayer is when we enter into a narrative story of scripture using our imagination, imagining what it may have sounded like, felt like, looked like, imagining the dialogue happening in real time, imagining that we are actually there, using our God-given, sanctified imagination to let the story come to life for us. I want to encourage you as you do this to not worry about getting it all right, because you won't. (laughs) But that's okay. That's not the intent. The intent is for us to just slow down, to enter in, and to maybe notice some things that we've missed before, to let the Lord help us see some things that maybe we haven't seen before that are for us today. So the first time I read this passage, it's just to let it start coming to life for you. Now this passage is likely quite familiar for you. It is the feeding of the 5,000. And Jesus sees the crowds ahead of him, and he asks how they're going to feed all of the people. Now, of course, he already knew the answer to that question, but they look around and they see that there's just a small lunch for one. So Jesus uses that and he feeds the entire crowd with an excess of abundance. There were many, many leftovers. And just a quick context note, the passage says that there were 5,000 men there. They didn't count the women and children which was really a religious slash cultural thing. It is not a significance or personhood thing. But if you account for the women and children, it would easily double, triple, or even quadruple the number of people that Jesus fed with this one small lunch. Regardless of how many people were there, it was a lot. (laughs) But even this one lunch multiplied to feed five people or 50 people would have still been a miracle. So the number isn't entirely significant to what happens, but you can let that help you paint the scene. With our first reading, again, just let this scene start to come to life in your imagination. This is our first reading of John 6, verses 1 through 13. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside 
and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Now for our second reading, we're going to ask the Lord to help us experience this passage from the perspective of someone in the passage. So you could either be one of the disciples, or you might be someone that is watching the miracle, or maybe the small boy who offers his lunch. It doesn't matter so much who you are, but you do want to try and experience from that perspective what's happening. And no matter who you are, you are close enough to see and hear everything. So this now is our second reading of John 6, verses 1 through 13. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one 
to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. So take a moment to reflect on the feelings or questions that you noticed stirred in you as you participated in this scene. And now I want to invite you to ponder Jesus' words, let nothing be wasted. How does this make you feel? Take a moment to talk to God about this. So there are three essential movements in this passage. Jesus asks how they're going to feed everyone. A small lunch is noticed and offered. And then there's a miracle that results in an abundance of leftovers. Which one of these resonates with you the most? And why do you think that is? Is there an area in your life where you feel like you don't have enough to accomplish what you believe God is asking of you? If so, notice that and have a quick conversation with the Lord about it. So let's go back into the scene that we created in our imagination where everyone is sitting on the hillside and Jesus does this beautiful miracle in front of us. So now considering that area of your life where you don't feel like you have enough, what resource comes to mind that you do have to offer to God, even small things? And in your imagination, 
go to Jesus and prayerfully offer this small thing to him, just as the lunch was offered. And then have a conversation with the Lord. Give him some space to receive it. And then talk to him about what is on your heart. And if you feel comfortable, give Jesus some space to talk back to you about this situation, about his love for you, about what he wants to do in your life. Now, as I read this passage one final time, I want to invite you to again imagine it unfolding in front of you, remembering that God is a God of miracles. He is a God of abundance. He is a God that, as Ephesians 3.20 tells us, does more than we can even ask or imagine when we are surrendered to him, when we offer our lives to him. So receive these words, just knowing all of that, feeling the love of Jesus and the peace of Jesus, knowing that there is abundance with God. So this is our final reading of John 6. Verses 1 through 13. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. 
but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same for the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. O Lord, we thank you that whatever we came to you with, just like you knew how you were going to answer the problem that you posed to the disciples about how they were going to feed all of these people, you already know the answer for us, too. So Lord, help us just to take a deep breath and rest in that truth. Lord, we thank you that little things in your hands become more than enough. They become abundant. Lord, help us to trust you with that. Our time, our gifts that you've given us, the resources we have available to us, it is enough to do what you are calling us to do. So help us to just trust you, Lord. Trust you to provide. To not try to do it in our own strength. To not run around and ask all the people what the resources they have are so that we can solve the problem on our own, but to offer the little we have to you and to let you direct us what to do next. So Lord, we ask that you would do this. We believe that you can, and we trust that you will. Lord, thank you that there is no too little amount with you. There's no not enough, and there's no left over. You collected all those broken pieces on the hillside because you waste nothing. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God of abundance. You are a God that wastes nothing. May we remember this. May we know it's true. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, I want to keep this short, but if you are enjoying this, do me a favor, leave me a review or pass it on to a friend. Both of those things are deeply meaningful for me. I also want to thank Life Audio for their partnership. You can go to lifeaudio.com to find out more about them. And you can find out more about me and other resources that I have for you through the links in the show notes. So friend, we will see you next week. 
enjoy your sacred summer. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.